0: Hello and welcome to the Robert A. Heinlein Book Club. Um, so, in this episode, I'll be looking at "We Also Walk Dogs," uh, written by by Heinlein under the name Anson Macdonald. This is actually this actually comes out in the same issue um, as the first part of Methuselah's Children, and I've just been kind of getting deep into Methuselah's Children, which is such a great book it's uh it's in three parts and it's it's like uh you know some of the other things that Heinlein did. he published it in serial form and then edited it, released it as a book later on. Unfortunately, most of the audiobook versions of his work are the later book versions, so um if you like to read the originals, you're you're not gonna get audiobooks that match up uh word for word, but um. Anyways, it's such a great story, but it's like over, you know, that one is Robert Heinlein. This one is Anson McDonald. It is sort of overshadowed by the the greater work, I think. Um, Now, apparently, We Also Walk Dogs uh, is in the future history. Uh, At least that's what Wikipedia tells us. Um, But there's really, it doesn't really seem to fit. First of all, Anson MacDonald. Donald stories aren't typically in the future history. I don't know why it's in, why it's being included in the future history. Um, maybe that's something scholars did or maybe Heinlein mentioned it at one point, or maybe how it was anthologized later on. Um, but even Wikipedia says this, although considered part of the future history, the story has no reference to other stories in the Canon and features elements such as anti-gravity and the existence of aliens on Jupiter that are not fully consistent with other stories. So I'm not going to really um, accept it as part of the future history, even though I'll, I I did when I set up my reading schedule because I was going to do the future history and before I got to the other stories he wrote in '41, like the um, sixth column stuff. But here we are. Um, this is another story that that made me think of like, wow, this could have like this is something Philip Dick would have maybe been a little bit into. He would have done a very different thing with it, I th- I, I suppose. But the idea of a, of a consumer, like essentially, this is like a like a uh, central casting for just anything you want, or like it's called general services. It's essentially a a provides any services you need. Uh, it's like Amazon for stuff you need done. And the idea is they'll do anything. They like, they they talk about walking your dogs, right? That's the the title here. We also walk dogs. It's, it comes from an ad that's bandied about in the, in the story. Um, it's, they can do that. They can, uh, buy your groceries. They can, uh, I suppose, give you a massage but they can also do more sus things. They say they won't kill anyone, but they, they do do things that are more challenging. So really where they make their big bucks is when they do these impossible things. Um, and that's where the story comes in, where you have a this, the company has to do this impossible task, which essentially is have a conference on earth. Um, the reason you can't have conferences on Earth is because Earth has relatively high gravity compared to where the aliens that are going to be at this conference live for the native people of other planets. So you need to have an anti-grav device that can't just be in one place. It has to like be portable because the, there are going to be tourists traveling around. It's got to be in the hotels and in the assembly hall. It's got to be variable for different kind of aliens and their physiologies. Basically, they need an anti-grav uh, device of some sort and that technology doesn't exist Um, now they can't for whatever reason do it where they normally do this off world so that seems to have been the solution before this point is to do these kind of things off world Um, we also have uh, like a window into the workings of the company where they're trying to create an ad we have a uh, like a woman who wants to talk to her, go to her son's party, but she's injured. So they basically use video chat. That's not that impressive from our standpoint, but from Robert E. Heinlein's time, it is a, you know, something we have seen in, um, some of his other stories. Like for instance, uh, for us, the living, we have kind of a video chat, uh, system, but it's presented here as something that, that took a little bit of work. It was, it was a service that was required. Um. All right. So anyways, that's the main, the main plot is they have to create this anti grab device. Now, why I was thinking of Philip Dick is Philip Dick is interested in like consumerism, right? And he's always kind of critical and hostile to it. So if you remember like the story where you got the little bugs that are, that are like feeding you ads in your ear or the, the signs that attack you, right? Or the, what's the one where the... The the ad is constantly harassing him until he kills himself, that kind of thing. Uh, or what's the the one with uh, the nanny, right? The robots that kill each other, so you have to keep buying new versions of the robot. These uh, like Philip K. Dick has this kind of view of of consumerism as as just tacky and kind of gross. Uh, Heinlein is. Presents these people just as great entrepreneurs. It's just like these are the best and brightest solving problems, right? So this this could almost be like a, a quasi anthologized TV show, right? That like the copaganda store uh, TV series out there is always like there's a case, and then you have the same group of people who solve solve the case in in an hour, right? So I, I'm envisioning kind of a general services TV series where each each episode before the the, the credits you have a, a problem. Someone calls, it's like it's like, oh, my, my girlfriend's been buried alive. Help me, General Services. Well what's the problem? Well, she's buried on Venus. And then they get the then the team has to get together and, and use their their different skills, their different talents. Someone would be like this the sus type with the criminal connection. Someone else would be the computer geek, someone else who 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 just stays in office all the time typing away someone else would be like the muscle you can have the like the general services team that's that's the idea for that's the pitch for the for the tv series uh it doesn't have quite the punch that tv series these days want to have but you know it could have worked maybe back in the 90s so anyways back to the story we also walk dog so the first uh question when they get this this anti-graph thing is like is the technology behind it. like how can we create the technology and there's all sorts of problems with with doing that and in fact bo- a lot of the story is just that trying to um figure out play with the what it would take to do this like um and i actually forgot a lot of the details about it um it doesn't really matter um they can't do it they can't do it on their own instead they have to call this physicist this scientist O'Neill he's got to do it he's the only one who has the knowledge and the ability to do it he he could he's got the theoretical knowledge to do it and he could apply it but the problem is is he's retired and super wealthy so you can't usually they can like throw money at these problems just ex- put it to the expense account and charge the client later but they can't do it in this case because there's nothing he would um would want but they're able to use their their kind of connections to find out that he really digs Chinese China he like like the little porcelains and there's a very special museum piece in like London's museum that he wants because he has it like on his like phone he's got a picture of it in his phone or something so they know he really wants it so they basically sneak it out of London and they have to use uh some suspicious semi-illegal tactics. So that's the main point Heinlein's going for here is that they're always capable of crossing the line from the legal to the illegal to get these things done. But there is a certain line they won't cross, which is they're not going to kill people. Um, But, I mean, they basically use that he likes blondes. One of the guards, sorry, not, not the scientists, but one of the guards at the museum one of the people in charge of that he likes blondes so they one of the workers you know goes undercover as a blonde and uses that to get her hands on this uh piece of this little piece of uh, chinese porcelain called what is it something the something of forgetfulness the flower of forgetfulness that's it um they're able to get it and and then O'Neill agrees to make the anti-grav device. It's created, um, and and that's it. And the payment is in addition to the. I think there was a cash payment too, but the real payment is the use of the of the bowl, which actually is just sort of being leased to him for as long as he lives. He's like gets to hold on to it until he dies. But when he when he dies, it goes back to the museum. That's how they kind of justify this at the end. Now, that's the story, essentially. But where it gets a little bit interesting at the end is the question of who owns this device. Does General Services own it uh, or does the government own it? And um, so since O'Neill worked for General Services, it's technically their property, right? But uh, they're. That, what use is that really for them? So they managed to manipulate the, the situation to profit from it a little bit more. So they make money both ends of, of the transaction here, both as the contractors who prepare the anti-grav device for the conference and through the sale of the technology. Um, so anyways, it's it's a fine idea, this idea of a general services as a, as a company that... Um, can kind of do anything and and basically monopolizes the services it's kind of it really it does seem like like amazon for for a gopher kind of thing or 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 a universal handyman kind of thing or a fixer right um but it's you know just like with amazon you can use to maybe make big purchases and 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 buy cars there but also you can get your groceries and your day-to-day things there it's uh it's a useful idea. We don't have anything comparable, really. Um, we do have, we're moving towards that, I think, in consumer affairs, the centralization, but not so much in services. And I'm not sure why that is. Um, maybe just the nature of services being more more personal. It's not like, like, is there a service you can call that might make dinner for you in your house, uh, clean your house, walk your dog, uh, you know, send a letter be a courier (laughs) deliver things it's just it's too complex i think it's too complicated right with products all you need is a warehouse and the distribution network but with services you need so many skilled people right um but the idea of like a crack team of problem solvers is, is kind of interesting so uh i think there's not that too much to say about this story though it's not that it's not that profound i just think it could be developed and and be kind of a fun thing like like i said kind of like a tv show that last a season before it got canceled of just like of the problem solvers if there's anything like that let me know maybe maybe it's already been um been created um so anyways, I guess I'm not much to say. I'll, I'll definitely have more to say about the next uh, episode, which is our first of three looking at Methuselah's children. I'll look at the three original stories um, published in July, August, and September of 1941 in Astounding. Um, I won't be looking at the book version. Uh, I'll be looking at the original story versions, which I have which I've printed out. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm really excited about it. It's like kind of cool how the whole like future history kind of comes together coventry the the second american revolution the 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 scudder stuff i think timeline up to this point hadn't done a good job of really piecing everything together but we have like the ccc the 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 misfit story with the people making stuff in space all these things come together um even universe is referenced in this story in in kind of an offhand way so the the way he puts together the future history really, really, it does really work here at this point in his in his writing career. So I'm looking forward to it. It's a great story, and and one of his most iconic characters, Lazarus Long, of course, is prominent in it. So I'll see you uh, next time as we dig into uh, um, Methuselah's children. Thanks for listening.